two, one. Welcome back to another episode of What the Bleep Are They Talking About, the podcast where we help you understand what everybody's talking about in the news today. I'm Jack. I'm Jennifer. And before we get started, make sure you share this content with everybody. And make sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on all the social media. And remember, guys, only follow us on our content or we get really sad. But seriously, make sure you get content from all over the place because we don't want you being left in the dark like some people in the world today. And Jennifer, some people in the world today might be misled because we have some data. Yes. Some very mm-hmm. interesting data. But lots of numbers. You know how I feel about numbers. You love them. I, I do, but also... They get tiring. They do get tiring. Yes. Uh, But the State of the Union is coming up tomorrow, Jennifer. Yes. And there are some critical issues that people are very, very concerned about. Should also be a critical issue that I thought he already did it. So. Yeah. Well. That was kind of bad. That just goes to show you how boring the State of the Union is and just (laughs) how unnecessary it seems to be. Yes. Uh, But a new poll has just come out right before the State of the Union. Mm-hmm. And apparently, it's not looking good for the Biden administration. Has it been looking good, like, since he got in office, or or not? Nah? I think the first week looked good. The first week? Oh, no. <laughs> and then after that, it, it was... It was like... Yeah. So. It started with COVID. Mm-hmm. And they kept overestimating the numbers Mm -hmm. when it came to jobs and a lot of times it was open mouth insert foot yes so they really haven't haven't been doing that great and i even just saw an article about the COVID tests oh yeah Uh like all the ones he ordered and had ready to go like are sitting there there's like 500 million tests yeah just sitting sitting there yikes and yet it still took like forever to get them shipped out to people so. Hmm. Uh, but from The Guardian, uh, leaders lead during a crisis, according to the White House, as Biden polling plummets. Bold statement to make with, with your polling plummeting, but yeah. okay. Uh, two days ahead of his first State of the Union address, with war raging in Ukraine and inflation rising at home, Joe Biden's approval rating has hit a new low in major U.S. polls, which is odd that that sentence continuously comes up over the la- over the last several months, Mm -hmm. has hit a new low. That just means it continues to go lower and lower. Eventually it will get to zero. I guess you could actually, you could bring that up in the State of the Union as an impressive point. (laughs) In my first year, our administration (laughs) has has hit six new lows. Has hit six new lows. Consecutively. (laughs) Consecutively. And no other administration can, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. can, I'm sure there's. That. I'm sure there's been another. But. Probably. But at least, I guess it's like that meme where you just take the chart, and you flip it upside down, and, and now the lines going. The lines up. are going up. Yes, yes, that's hysterical. Uh, the survey from the Washington Post and ABC News, two left-leaning outlets. So, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Put Biden's approval rating at 37 percent. The 538 poll averages his approval rating at 40.8 percent overall. The Post and the ABC poll found that 86% of Republicans disapprove, obviously, and 61% of independents disapprove, which isn't great when you're mm. kind of relying on the independents you when it comes to the You need independent elections. voters, yes. And 77% of Democrats approve, so 23% disapprove. 
of his first 13 months in office. That's a much higher number than I would have expected, but What's that? I guess also not. I don't know. I guess more people are falling in line with party, but... I remember hearing recently that Democrats have tuned out of the news over the last year. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's true, and if it's true, that kind of backs that it statement up. It seemed like they've tuned out of the news. They're still screaming about it. Sure. So. Everyone is screaming. Mm-hmm. Always screaming. Too much screaming. Uh, Biden faces strong political headwinds as midterm elections loom. The party in the White House is usually the ones to face a setback when it mm-hmm. comes to the midterm elections. According to the Post-ABC poll, 50% of Americans... Oh, this was the funniest part of this article. 50% of Americans want Republicans. And they even say this. The party whose supporters attacked Congress on January 6th to take control of the Capitol in 2022. They had to throw that in there, didn't they? I just think it's so funny. Because it's like, okay, 2020, let's vote for the other party. Okay, 2022, okay, let's the, go the, with them again. Maybe the other one. You know. Let's try again. Try again. You know, they didn't topple the building. It's still there. Only one person died. Like, that's not that many. Yeah, it's... um. No one knows where to go, and we mentioned this earlier. We said, read something about the direction. We, we'll, we'll have that later. Uh, people are, are happy with the direction that the country is going. We were like, are we going in a direction? Because it doesn't feel like it. It feels like we're just like stuck and stopped or going backwards because <laughs> nothing's getting done. Nothing's happening. I guess you could, uh, yeah, I, I guess you could say nothing's happening in the U.S. because we're still, for some reason, dealing with COVID. Mm-hmm. And inflation is still a thing. Mm-hmm. But it seems like most of the events that we currently are focused on are happening elsewhere in the world. Like last week, pre-Ukrainian mm-hmm. invasion and, and, and pre-potential nuclear holocaust. Oh, boy. We had the trucker protest. Yes. Which seemed to be the end-all, be-all at the time. And boy, we're, boy, are we not surprised. Everything just really seems to be like, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but we seem to have been very reactionary. I guess COVID kind of started this. But instead of like being proactive, we've been reactive. And I feel like that's why it seems like we can never catch up. It's because we're not planning for things like this to happen. We're not prepared. We're just kind of like, oh, crap, that's happening now. All right, better fix it. So I think that's getting us in a lot of trouble. I think you're right, because even if you look at, like, the Ukraine crisis. Yeah, right, we're vastly unprepared. All of the sanctions came into play after the fact. Like, we were talking about it for how long? Like, two weeks before it actually happened? Since November, they were estimating that they were going to invade. Yeah, so maybe we should have done a little something before that happened. Well, if you remember back in, I think it was December, you know, the sanction, the current sanction is on the pipeline in Russia. But back in December, they voted against that. (laughs) Remember back when the filibuster was like the main argument, the Democrats decided to use the filibuster to To not not sanction the pipeline. The pipeline. But now we're sanctioning the pipeline because we're like, oh, crap. Yeah. Again, being reactionary, not or reactive, not proactive. But you're right. So according to this Rasmussen poll, 31% of Americans, or likely voters, think that the country is headed in the right direction. So that would mean that, if we do the math, 69% believe that the country is going in the wrong direction. Wrong direction, yes. And I guess that could mean backwards or not going anywhere, I suppose. Yeah. 
64%. Oh, okay. 64% believe that the country is headed in the wrong direction. So I guess 3% were like, I don't know. (laughs) I got no idea. Get away from me. I don't live here. Are we in America? (laughs) But you have still not gotten your student loans. So State of the Union, 13 months in, where are your student loans? Sitting there. Just sitting there. Not doing nothing. They're not collecting interest, which is great. Not getting any money paid on them. Because I'm not doing that. (laughs) Uh, Until I have to. And yeah. They're not doing nothing. They're not getting forgiven. My interest isn't getting cut. (sighs) Unless he comes back in May and is like... I, I mean, I... Cannot speak to if this will or will not happen because literally I said it wasn't going to happen again and then it did. So I don't know. So what do you think is going to happen? So you have all these problems happening over the last year. I mean, a rabbit is going to have to be pulled out of somewhere tomorrow. How does the administration pull itself out of the tailspin that it's been in? And do you think student loans could be one of those things? Even if the intention is not to do anything, do you think that there's going to be some sort of proclamation that we will do something about student loans? Maybe. He might extend it one more time, again, Mm -hmm. just to be, just to save face and try to get that approval rating up a little bit. But what I think is going to happen is, they're going to continue to bitch about cinema and the other guy. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, they're going to continue to bitch about them mm-hmm. being the reason they're not able to get anything done. True. Then they're going to lose the midterms. And then for the next two years, they're going to bitch about the Republicans being the reason they're not able to get anything done. And then they're mm-hmm. going to be like, wah, wah, this is why we lost. And it really won't have been wah, wah, cinema and wah, wah, Republicans. It'll have been the administration not doing what they said they were going to do. That's why the Democrats are probably going to lose in 2022 and probably going to lose in 2024. Which is kind of funny because I heard someone talking that that was what they wanted all along, was they never wanted, hypothetically speaking maybe, Mm -hmm. right? They never wanted Georgia to go red or to go blue, Mm -hmm. right? Because then it would still be 52-50 or 52-48 in the Senate, and then they could do just that. They could just bitch about the GOP, not letting things get through. But now they have to use cinema and mansion to be their scapegoats. Yeah. So that's what I think is going to happen. But who am I? Who are you? I can tell you who you're not. You're not Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) Thank God. If I said we have the data, we have all the data today on this episode. We do. Uh, So because Nancy Pelosi is apparently running for another term, which is, I believe it's her 18th or 19th term. Dear Lord, woman. Which I always like to bring up, that there's a picture of her with John F. Kennedy. Which is in black hysterical. And white. You're old. Get out. Listen, she lived during the Cuban Missile Crisis, and now we're now she's back for round two. I'm not she was being, not involved. And but. I'm not being ageist here. I'm really not. Like, if you can do the job and do the job well, by all means, do it till you're like 102. But Jesus Christ, she's not doing the job well. Let mm-hmm. somebody else take over. Who, babe? I don't know. Somebody. They should just throw a phone book at the wall. Ooh, yeah. You know, there's no criteria to be Speaker of the House. It could be anybody. Yeah. They're like, oh, we like this there's, guy. There's very few criteria to be a congressperson. I bet there's a janitor that has been in Congress longer 
than most people you, in office, and he you, knows the system very well. There, he's probably just sitting there, like, listening to stuff and grumbling in his head, like, oh, I'll do this, but all right, nobody wants to listen to me, so. He's like Matt Damon from that movie. Which movie? Oh, the one where Goodwill Hunting, oh. where he's a janitor. Yeah. He's a young janitor. Mm-hmm. And Robin Williams finds him because he, Robin Williams, I guess he's a math teacher. Mm-hmm. Or he's a teacher of some kind, but there's a math problem on a chalkboard in the hallway. And no one can solve it. And Matt Damon, he can, obviously he can solve it. Mm-hmm. And then Robin Williams is like, oh, I have to tutor this boy. Yeah. And it's Robin Williams' voice, which I don't think this is it. I don't think that's Robin Williams' voice, but okay. Um, but he's actually really smart, and he knows what he's doing. So yeah. I firmly believe that there is a janitor in Congress who gets the system, who knows all of the arguments, and knows his way mm-hmm. through the minutia of, of Congress. So Nancy Pelosi. Uh, so Nancy Pelosi is, uh, she, it's not looking good for her. Only, what is it? A new national telephone and online survey by Rasmussen Reports finds that 37% of likely U.S. voters have a favorable impression of Pelosi, including 17% who have a very favorable view of the California Democrat. Stop. No, you don't. Stop lying. To be fair, she does know. I don't know. She knows how to run. No, she knows the operations of Congress. Okay, so maybe she needs to be a congressional aide for a little while. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Take a step down, Pelosi. But then she could kind of pull the strings a little bit. That's true. Yeah, we don't want that. Um, I'm fine with her going as long as she doesn't go with everyone else at the same time because then all of the yeah. other all of the other congress people who don't actually do anything because they don't know the, what to do the ones that you don't hear about yeah right. they're just kind of there they're just like oh let nancy do it what are we voting on yeah, what are we voting on what do we do how do we pass a law i have to raise my hand and say i or <laughs> do i just say i do i have to just raise my hand how do i do this uh 60 of voters found Pelosi, uh, oh, view Pelosi unfavorably, mm-hmm. including 50% who have a very unfavorable impression of her. Yes, I. Jennifer. Oh, <laughs> you as well. Yes. <laughs> See, the problem with Speaker of the House is, like, I don't necessarily hate people, mm-hmm. right? Do I think she's doing a good job? I don't know what she's doing. Yeah. Let's be frank. I don't know what she's doing. She hasn't really passed monumental bills. Yeah. She seems to really just shove everything and anything into these bills, and they never get passed. Because it's all posturing and being like, oh, look what I'm trying to do. Oh, no, they won't let me. Right. It's all politics for Mm -hmm. her. She doesn't actually seem to want to do anything. Or maybe she She just... just wants to get reelected. Right. Or or maybe she feels that everything is okay the way it is. (laughs) And if she just keeps shoving a wrench in the gears of government then she can kind of just relax and and sit back and feel comfortable knowing that she did her job 30 years ago and that train is just going to keep on chugging down the tracks the way she she wants it to. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe she just shouldn't be Speaker of the House then. Maybe that's where she just needs. She just needs to be a regular old Mm -hmm. congressperson and just, Shut up for a little bit. They should get rid of the position. Like, really. 
Like what? What? That's like the biggest holdup, mm-hmm. right? Because the Speaker of the House gets to decide what legislation comes to the floor to get voted on. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't matter if you you're a Democrat and you've got a really great piece of legislation. Yeah. Right? She doesn't like you, or she has her own priorities. That's not getting passed. Or like, how many Democrats support passing legalization of marijuana? Right. Where's that? Yeah. It's not on the floor. Where are my Where's, student loans, Pelosi? Student loans, prison reform, all of these items. Where are they? Maybe. All of the different committees should get to put forth, like, one to two bills that they're working on. And then they should vote on which ones they want to vote on. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody gets together and it's like, okay, from the House and Human whatever, yeah, Housing Caucus or the Housing Committee... They have this one and this one. Which one do you want to vote on? And then you vote. And every committee gets one. And then you go to the next one. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know the logistics. but I don't know. But I think if you got rid of Speaker of the House, I think that would just... And you just made it more... I guess my point is... Mm -hmm. You shouldn't have someone holding up good legislation for the sake of politicking. Mm -hmm. Let the Congress people decide what they want to pass, yeah. what they like, what they support, what they don't support. Why should it be up to the Speaker of the House to decide what even gets considered? Who is the majority leader as well because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the majority leader, so you're rarely, if ever, going to get anything from the other side right. brought to light. So, yeah. And, I mean, I, I get that argument, but I'm trying to make it from even Democrats, mm-hmm. right? Even the majority party has good ideas that don't get put forth. Yeah, absolutely. So. And I guess someone could make the argument that, well, they don't have time to read all these bills. Well, then you could vote. I haven't read it yet, so let's, let's, let's vote on it later. Right. Or do you think people would just continuously be like, oh, well, oh, it's the medical marijuana bill. I don't want to vote on this. I haven't read it. Let's push it forward. Like, would things get pushed off that way? There's always going to be a problem that crops up. Yeah, that's true. Right, save my thought. Like, get rid of the presidency. (laughs) Right? I mean, it's become so tribal at this point. Yeah. Like, the point of the presidency is to work on foreign affairs. It's not to... It's not to, I don't know, make the other party, to make the, it's not to make the party who wins feel like they're above everyone else just because they won. And that's kind of what it's turned into, regardless of what side you're on. Where they should just go back to making it, whoever gets the most votes is president, and whoever gets the second most is, is vice president. So I you've got like Trump that. and Biden in office. Oh my. <laughs> I do like that, though. I think that is actually pretty brilliant. Joe, you know I won. I should get the top bunk. <laughs> <laughs> they have to have bunk beds. Yes, they should have, like, stepbrothers. Yes. Like, bad movie. Oh, my God. So. No, let me answer the phone. Get off of it. That's a terrible Biden. I can't do That's Biden. terrible Biden. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, but, Jennifer, we have one last article. Yes. Because uh, I think it's pretty indicative of everything going on. Everything going on. And I think it's completely counter to the messaging that is probably going to come out of the State of the Union tomorrow. (laughs) 
that the administration has run on unity and mm-hmm. peace and love and harmony and bringing the build building back better. Yes. Well, according to Politico, uh, the only thing that is apparently getting built back better is the border wall around the U.S. Capitol. Yes. <laughs> the State of the Union address. Oh, goodness. So, remember, tomorrow, when you hear we're coming together, just remember that that's being said with the Capitol separated by probably a 10-foot... Chain link fence. Chain link fence. <laughs> with likely barbed wire. Barbed wire. Uh, from Politico, the Hills Police Department confirmed Sunday that some perimeter fencing would be reinstalled around the Capitol days before President Joe Biden's State of the Union address and expected protests in Washington, D.C. Mm. Uh, quote, out of an abundance of caution and in conjunction with the United States Secret Service, a plan has been approved to put up the inner perimeter fence around the Capitol building for the State of the Union address, uh, according to Capitol Police Chief Thomas Manger. Uh, Manger added that he had requested support from other law enforcement agencies and the National Guard for their security preparations. We didn't read this article, but I did see a headline that said um, Governor DeSantis rejected a request for Florida's Guard to be present at the State of the Union. First of all, didn't know he got his Florida Guard, so good for him. Well, each state has their own National Guard. Okay. He, He was asking for the State Guard. Okay. So, yeah, so he apparently rejected a request for the Florida National Guard. To How many troops are they asking for? I don't, they asked Florida, and Florida was like, nah. Like, nah, when you, if you're asking for your National Guard, wouldn't you start with Maryland and Virginia? And They said no, too. I don't know. <laughs> they said no. No, I don't, no, I don't know. What, was it going to be like a, an occupying force of like 100,000? Maybe they just wanted like... A few from each state for the unity speech. Oh, okay. Yes, you see the guards surrounding the the um, the beautiful fence. They are from all fifty of our states and our territories, including Puerto Rico and Guam. Who, moving forward, we're going to try to make them states. Mm. Yeah. Well, obviously the obviously Ron DeSantis rejected that because the Florida Guard are only in shorts and it's very cold and. Yes, it is very cold in Washington still right now, I'm assuming. Uh, Fencing ringed the Capitol for weeks after the January 6th insurrection, and some temporary fencing was reinstalled ahead of the rally last September in support of January 6th defendants. Congressional security officials had weighed plans to restore fencing ahead of Biden's joint address to Congress last April amid potential protests over the verdict in the trial of Derek Chauvin, the former Minneapolis police officer we all know about. Law enforcement agencies have been preparing for protests in Washington modeled after trucker convoys. Uh, The trucker convoy in Canada against vaccine mandates and COVID-19 restrictions that brought traffic in Canada to an unexpected halt. Mm -hmm. The Canadian protests have drawn some sympathy from Republicans who support their anti-mandate message. One group filed a permit with the National Park Service for a March 1st protest next to the Washington Monument. It claimed it could have up to 3,000 demonstrators in support of the Canadian trucker protests and against mandates. The Pentagon has authorized as many as 700 National Guard personnel to assist the Metropolitan Police and Capitol Police 
in an unarmed capacity through March 7th. Dear Lord. Yeah. So, like, what, six days? Six days. Seven days, I guess. All right. Uh, Capitol Police also said Sunday it would close some roads around the Capitol in preparation for the State of the Union. Is Washington just, like, a terrible place to live? Because I feel like it is. I've been to Washington. It's like a ghost town. Hmm. Which is great, I guess. Yeah. It's a lovely city. It really is. But yeah. There's, it's a ghost town. I've been there a couple of times, but it just... It, Everything I read about sounds like the traffic would be terrible and just the commutes. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway. Um, I'm getting... Okay, so get this. Have you seen Designated Survivor? Yes. Okay. Some of it. Not all of it. But. Okay. Uh, State of the Union is tomorrow. Nuclear destruction has been put on the table yesterday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Continue. Um, I don't think I have to. No, no, you're you're right. I mean, it's a joint session of Congress. Everyone is there. Is now really the best time for this? <laughs> Should we maybe like postpone? <laughs> Put up more fence. Fence uh. isn't gonna help you. Yeah. Oh my God, we're gonna end up with the Housing and Human Resources or something Secretary as our president. Thank you for joining us at the State of the Union. Remember, we're fine. We've put... You all have to... You don't have to wear masks anymore, but... We've put desks all throughout the Capitol building. If there's a nuke, just duck and cover. It's what we learned when we were kids. Duck and cover. <laughs> that, that was better. Yeah, it, was, it was getting there. Yeah, It was yeah. getting there. You'll work on it. You'll and he'll just it. break into duck and cover. <laughs> Duck and cover. I'll fall asleep. <laughs> State of the Union. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, Anything else? I don't know. This was all we could find that wasn't about Ukraine. Right. So. Well, we tied that back into it just fine. Yeah, we did. We did manage. So, good for us. Um, so let us know in the comments section down below, how do you feel about the next year moving forward? Inflation is still a thing. COVID's going away. That's good. Yes. So I was reading many articles about COVID restrictions going away. Yeah. In New York specifically. Yeah, that's fine. No more vaccine passports. Masks are no longer mandatory. So I guess that's one win. Yeah. Do you think they're going to announce that COVID is over tomorrow? No. Oh, well, okay. No, I don't think so. I think they'll always want it to be like back back there in the back of your mind so the new masks protect from radiation poisoning oh no <laughs> wear them as long as you can slap a disney character on them i'm okay y'all wanted to wear hazmat suits two years ago now's your chance <laughs> oh. i can cover Union. Okay. Uh, so let us know in the comment section down below, how do you feel about the uh, direction of the country in the next year? And Pelosi. And Pelosi. Comment on all the things. Comment oh. on all the things. Make sure you share this content with all of your friends, your family, your pals, everyone you know. Help us grow. Like, subscribe. Do all of the things. And we will see you in the next one. Bye, guys.